Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu everyone. Um, welcome to season two, episode three on Let's Talk with Aima, this exclusive podcast uh, where myself, uh, I have been speaking on a number of and variety of topics and today or tonight we have uh, arguably the most uh, interesting and most anticipated topic to speak on uh, none other than mental health um, I actually put a poll out four or five days ago and on the poll I put four options uh, in which people had a choice to choose which uh, topic they wanted me to discuss on the podcast. And from the four, the first one was mental health, the second one was sects within Islam, the third one was death and the grave, and the fourth one was disability uh, in Islam. And of the four, we found that nearly 800 people voted to listen and want to know more about mental health and the nearest one was about two three hundred points or two hundred three two three hundred votes away so mental health it was I decided I'm gonna go and contact a few doctors see where we can go how we do and within that process we managed to get ourselves a doctor who I'm going to introduce shortly as well. Um, but mental health is a huge, huge, um, a huge topic, a huge discussion, a huge issue, which uh, is happening right now uh, in every fabric of society. Now, in any field that you may go into, there will always be an element of mental health which is discussed. Be that in sports, be that in science, in medicine, be that in the field of religiosity, imams, whatever it may be, wherever it may be, young people, old people, juniors, seniors, um, wealthy, poor, we all have some sort of, if I can use the word, suffering, and not just suffering, but great mental health and our own well-being this is just normal this is this is the way humans are this is how allah almighty has created us that we uh, a key aspect of this a key part of this is that we need to make sure that we keep uh, our mental state in the best way shape and possible allah almighty in the quran said ya uh, or you who believe, protect yourself and your children from the fire. And, and a form of that protection, uh, which is an obligation upon myself and yourself, is um, our mental well-being. And having a healthy, a healthy mental health is pivotal uh, in order for us to succeed and achieve in life and be the best that we can be to be able to perform prayer and to fast and to pray and to do hajj and to do everything that Allah has required and demanded from us and asked from us in the best possible state 
uh, way, shape and form. And a crucial part of that is your is the mental side, how we are in terms of uh, our mental temperament. And in the Quran, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that man was created weak and one of the reasons and the cause of his uh, weakness a weakness within him is going to be that aspect of be it physical be it the nafs the the ego or the ultra ego or ulterior ego or it could even be the mental state and in another verse, Allah Almighty said, that Allah Almighty created man uh, in in a state in a, in an aspect of uh, impatience. That man was created very impatient in himself, and a sign of that is when Allah Almighty says in the next verse, "Is sharru jazu'a," that when something bad befalls him, he becomes irritated. Uh, and when good befalls him, he's, uh, he's very happy. And here Allah is talking about effectively the mental state of humans. That when things are going right, we all mentally feel good. And when things aren't going as they should be going, and we are in a bit of a test and a challenge, then the, the mental equilibrium that we have, the balance that we must have in our mind, in our hearts, in our soul, it, it, the, the balance loses. And it's then how you react. So it's in the innate nature of man that he is hulu'a, there's, there's an element of impatience within him. So we need to keep this in mind. And then, and then Allah Almighty tells us straight after these three verses in, in Surah Al-Ma'arij, Except those who worship, those who pray. For those who pray, whether good befalls or bad befalls, they are always in the best mental state. Because why? They are connected to Allah Almighty the bare minimum five times a day. Those who are constant on their prayers, consistent within their prayers. And those whom uh, there is a clear right uh, in their wealth. And for the one who's asking and for the one who is deprived, they, they give their wealth. For those who give their wealth, and who give in the way of Allah Almighty, whether the one who is asking for zakat or the one who is deprived of that life, that person who is helping them, it tells you that the one who helps others will always be in a good mental state. Naturally, he'll be in a better position. Why? Because he's always putting others ahead of himself. And those who believe in the final day, and those who fear the torment of their Lord, you know, for them, Allah Almighty is saying that, you know, though man was created impatient in, in, a, in a state of hastiness, that he's hasty, when evil befalls him, he's, he's uh, irritated by this, he's, he's hurt by this, 
when good befalls him, he is always gracious and grateful to Allah Almighty. But those who pray, they will always constantly be in a good mental state. And this is what we need. We need to go back to Allah. In order for us to be in a good state mentally, we need to be connected to Allah Almighty at all times. Be that doing dhikrullah, be that doing salawat on the Prophet ﷺ, be that sitting in the gathering and company of good people. And this is what I'm going to conclude on at the end as well and, and, and touch on. And without any further ado, you know, tonight I'm not joined by my cast. Uh, you know, I'm normally here with Imam Adil, the fans' favorite, my elder brother, my younger brother, Didi Hafasab, who, who always comes up with his, you know, gem of one-liners and who summarizes things in great ways. But uh, neither of them are experts in mental health. Uh, saying that myself, I'm not an expert in mental health, but uh, I, I want to be a, a key advocate in the spread and awareness of mental health and all that surrounds that. And, and as I mentioned, I was thinking, who am I going to get on? There was actually one doctor lined up, Dr. Sarif. He unfortunately couldn't make it. Then I rang my cousin, Dr. Wahid Hussein, who has a practice here in Bradford, uh, called the Dale, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he along with one of the practice or practitioners or GPs within his practice uh, said that, look, I've, I've, just, I've got the perfect guy for this. You know, the, he's, uh, he's actually been a doctor for the past, you know, best part of nearly 20 years, coming up to 20 years. He has been a doctor. He's been practicing in Batley and in Bradford between the two. One's uh, actually a very small town and one is quite a big city. But that's a debate for another day. Uh, what we say about Batley and its food and, and Bradford and its food. Uh, and, and he said that, look, I've got the guy I spoke to, doctor. And, and, and tonight we are, we are gracious and grateful to Allah Almighty that we are joined by Dr. Ismail Lunat, who um, is going to come up here now that you have it. He's here, doc. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nice to be on the show, Sheikh. Lovely to see you, Sheikh. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> and assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Um, guys, obviously, this is a, a podcast on mental health. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast channel. Share it with your families and friends. Get it out. Let them know. Let them benefit. Let them, let them see the good work that's happening. And for us to discuss and speak on such a important subject um, which I believe that there's it's it's a taboo subject I'm going to start with this and I'm going to get you straight into it doc you know it's a taboo subject which many of us from the South Asian community we dismiss and and brush under the carpet we don't understand you know the mental state and the mental aspect of the human being we we we, see, we seem to neglect this whether it's our children who go through some sort of depression anxiety stress you know cognitive behavioral disorder temperaments you know whatever it may be in whichever aspect we we are in the southern asian community generally seem to be very insensitive to this topic and you know, I'm going to ask you, Doc, why do you think that is? You've been, you've been a, a doctor for the best part of nearly 20 years. 
and you've dealt with our community every single day for the last 20 years. You've dealt with Pakistanis, Gujaratis, Indians, Bangladeshis. You've, you've dealt with all different aspects. You've dealt with white people, black people. These are your, your patients as well within your practices. Why do you think that within our community there's a stigma which or stereotypes attached around uh, the mental health issue, Doc? I think that's a really good question to start off with. Um, I would say that one in four people at some point in their life will have some sort of a mental illness. And that's across all communities, all backgrounds. That's what the statistics shows generally. One in four, that's a staggering number. If I said to somebody, one in four of you will have a heart attack, you'll be like, whoa, doc, that's a big figure, man. But one in four at some point will have this. And over the years, we've seen that there was a stigma uh, and a taboo, and it still is there. Uh, and, and it's partly to do with how we're brought up, isn't it, really? Um, you know, if, if, for example, you're crying, you're upset, um, you know, um, if something's upset you, you'll just say, come on, just shake it off. You'll be, f you'll be fine. Pull yourself together. You know, it's that sort of attitude. And generally, we also find that it, there's sometimes a gender imbalance as well in men. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's seen as though weakness. You know, if I was to say, look, I'm a bit depressed, I'm a bit down, you know, I don't want to do anything at the moment, people will think he's weak. So sometimes it's, it's, the, it's how the um, community and the culture gear people up. You know, uh, you've, got to, you've got to man up. You know, we hear that word, don't we? You've got to man up. But hang on a second. If the... Just, just, a, second, um, doc, just a second, Doc. I think there's a, a slight lag um, in, the, in, the, in the live broadcast stream. Uh, are you sure it's... Are you sure? 100%. Okay, is it just Zoom from what, Doc's side? Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. Okay, no worries. It, it, it seems to be okay. I think, I think we, we, we should be fine. There's just a slight lag from Zoom, Doc, and it's just come up in the comment section. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we, um, you know, we, we, we're on point with regards to that. Guys, if you can, um, please share the podcast right now with your friends and families. Let them watch, let them listen, let them benefit and, and, and subscribe to the channel as well. You know, this is going to be uh, probably one of the best podcasts uh, in relation to um, um, to this. I'm, I'm being told that Doc's voice is louder than mine, which is not often the case on the podcast. Normally, it's my voice, which is louder than Doc's. So if we can sort of uh, sort the sound out, uh, Joe... Uh, that's Joe's department, uh, and that would be much appreciated, guys. Um, yeah, so Doc, you were saying that obviously there's, um, you know, there's there's a huge issue, you know, re surrounding why we don't have this awareness within our communities, and and there's a huge problem uh, in relation to that. So obviously we we need to tackle this. We need to create awareness on this. Um, and we need to make sure that people know about this. And you was mentioning, obviously, about guys, boys, men, you know, our culture, how we grow up, what is around us, what's surrounding us, and the causes of this, to why we neglect uh, the mental state of people. 
and you know would you say it's because of our uh, an element a sense of from the background where we've come from our roots where a lot of our families were farmers or you know where they they were immune to somewhat the mental state i mean that's a staggering a staggering statistic that you mentioned that one in four people suffer from mental health and if there's seven billion in the world and one in four are suffering then you can do the math and a vast majority of humans of the world population are going through uh, some uh, difficulty and struggle so obviously it's something that uh, we need to tackle issue uh, and and deal with and i don't know where doc's gone to be honest with you i thought doc's going to join yeah. me i can see you doc but on the screen yeah. i don't think on the youtube um he's, he's back yeah. here yeah yeah um yeah so so basically as you said um that, that's the case you know um it's very very high one in four at some point will have it and and people may get better and the illness could come back in the future as well and this is the thing that it's across all cultures and background and like you said that perhaps the older generation uh, were not forthcoming you know uh, like you said perhaps to get help and things like that some did but i'm what i'm seeing now is the younger generation the youth are more aware of it and they'll actually come and see me even young lads as well young girls boys they will pick up the phone and they'll be confident to say that look this is the problem i need some help so generally what i'm saying is uh, this taboo overall is now breaking down whether or not it's through education system through madrasa uh, and and that is a positive sign that i can share with you even, that even on, uh, even people are actually talk, coming forward even on social media yeah. the awareness now uh, surrounding yes. mental health is um, huge i mean we have the mental health week you know people there's been what's i mean what's the uh, that um, reality show uh, presenter who died caroline flack if i'm not yeah. mistaken she died yeah. from the pressures of social media you know somewhat related yes. if not related to mental health and the awareness that created and and so many yes. others through substance abuse but yeah. the root cause of it must have been some sort of mental health and and when when looking at mental health doc obviously a huge part uh, of that is anxiety yes you know depression yeah stress these yeah. are the, the the three very common mental illnesses yes. that people yes. you know at least in their lifetime they will all go through yes yeah absolutely uh so the, the what you said earlier chef the ayats that you mentioned if the heart is diseased the ruh is diseased then the whole body will suffer absolutely yeah and there's a hadith related to this as well so for example best example i can give you is is if somebody breaks their leg and they come to me and i say to them look just shake it off you'll be fine right just just put a plaster on it shake it off you'll be fine yeah they'll think this guy is this, this doc's mad yeah but yeah. why do we treat mental health the same if somebody's mind is broken they can't function they'll have difficulty in their life they'll have difficulty in relationship but what do we do we say to them doc that go yeah. away and sleep it off 
Yes, yes, exactly. Just like a curtain, pull yourself together. Absolutely. But it's, it's, yeah. it's not as straightforward as that person, male and female, pulling themselves together, putting you know the curtain over or sleep it off and it should be all right in the morning. We're talking about the brain here. Yes, you know, that's we're talking right. About the brain, the heart, yeah. the, the, the soul. Yes. The most complex computer known to man, the brain and the ruh. And, and, and we still and don't know. Ruh, we still don't know the answers. This Today, even doctors, they yeah. don't know the answer. You know, they can create and clone a sheep, dolly the sheep. But they will never be able to create the ruh. The Ruh, Allah Almighty, yes, Alunaka and Ruh. Allah says in the Quran, they ask you about the Ruh, the soul. Tell them, Min Amri Rabbi, these are from the matters of my Lord. Man can't delve into, we could say this is what the Ruh, the Ruh is, etc. But we don't know the reality of it. Like you said, the complexities and, and, you know, the most strongest muscle, the brain, in relation to that, how it is. I mean, people have, they've, they've forgotten that. And mental health directly relates to that. It's yes. not your physical being. It's your mental, yes. it's not your physical state. I could go to the gym and train and, and be good, dog. I can, I can work on my arms and, and curl, but my mind... You know, something, I might have so, such a traumatic experience, which, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to fix it for me, Doc. And yes, I'm going to have to that, suffer. That's how right. do you and, deal and, with that? Yes, and that's how the mind and the body is connected. There's an interconnection there, uh, very closely connected. And uh, therefore, to be able to function fully, we have to have a holistic approach that, you know, uh, if we treat the mind and if we treat it and we look after the mind and we do exercise for the mind, then you can function better. Your bodily function can better. You can work better. Your home life would be better. All of these things and everything comes into it. Uh, so not only the social side of things, the relationship side of things. If somebody is very poorly, they might have to take medication. So all of this is all connected. It's like a bit like the fire triangle. So to, for, for, for something to happen, fire to happen, you need to have oxygen, you need to have uh, fuel, uh, you, you, you know, you need to have heat. So same thing with mental well-being, you need all of these things to be addressed. And like you said earlier, all these celebrities are coming up on Instagram, on social media, talking about their uh, well-being. An example I can give you is Ronnie O'Sullivan, you know, uh, a champion, isn't he, in terms of um, snooker. Similarly, Liverpool Football Club, um, how successful okay. they've been. And uh, apologies to uh, any of our Liverpool fans listening tonight. I am a Liverpool fan myself, okay? But uh, don't well, mention uh, what happened tonight. We know tonight. what happened today, don't we, Doc? <laughs> Manchester so, United. Example of that is... <laughs> so to, looking at that, um, uh, Liverpool Football Club have their own psychiatrist. A guy called Professor Steve Peters. So look, when he worked with that team, how successful they were. This is during the time uh, when Steven Gerrard was there. 
you know, he slipped and we didn't win the we, we didn't win the Premiership then. Uh, but he'd been working with them throughout that time and look what's happened. Obviously, manager helps as well. What I'm trying to say is that even these high-class celebrities, you know, snooker Those players, football players... Ronnie O'Sullivan, who's a six-time champion in snooker, you know, even yep. they, those whom you perceive as the success stories, these are successful people in life, even they need to mentally yep. be stable and, and, and they need psychiatric help. You know, they need a psychiatrist right. or a psychologist to speak to them and, yes. and to bring things back into line. That's right. And and these are these are sort of uh, people who may have an illness, they may not have an illness, but they're like a coach. Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a saying, isn't there? Yeah, so the yeah. dean is about good advice. So these people will come to them, give them good advice, give them listening. And this is basically what counseling is. Counseling is listening to somebody and giving them good advice and saying, look, bro, this is where you're going wrong. Look, sister, perhaps I think this is where your thinking is wrong. And this is where the therapy comes in. So if somebody has this, like you said, there's anxiety. What is anxiety? Anxiety is where... Uh, one of the words we use is kafki. Uh, you know, you're afraid or you're, you're shaken up, you're, you're scared. If I have a billy that came in this room, most people will be all right. A cat won't do anything to us. But if I brought the mother of the cat, a lion, into the room, mm. then I, my heart would start beating. I'd start sweating and I'm like, I need to get out of here. So people with anxiety have this. They have it all day, perhaps, you know, many times during the day. It's an awful feeling. Their heart's racing, they're shaking, they're sweating, but there's no lion in the room. But something's affecting them. So in depression, it might be the opposite of that. They've slowed down, they're crying, they're not motivated. These are some of the symptoms. And that can be brought on by things that's happened to them. But sometimes it can run in families in the same way certain illnesses can run in the family, like uh, diabetes can run in families, asthma, dama can run in families. So same way, depression, mood disorders, that can run in families. And sometimes it can just happen. It could be a life event, you know, a breakdown in relationship. Uh, perhaps, uh, um, you know, somebody got into the wrong crowd. They dabbled around with a bit of drugs or alcohol and, you know, got addiction problems. And then they've come off it or they're still on it. And then they get into this state of mind where it becomes really difficult to snap out of. So what happens is they get these negative thoughts um, and... Uh, when, when we see these people, we try and help them, we listen to them. That's the most important thing. If anybody comes to you with these kind of problems, listen to them. That's the best advice I can give you. You don't need to talk. We have two ears and one mouth. If we use it in that ratio, then other people and we will benefit as well. So sometimes when somebody comes to us with these issues, just listen to them and just reflect back and then basically just signpost them there's help available don't hesitate to pick up that phone contact your gp even in the pandemic we've been working every day normal in fact i would say that the number of patient contacts we have in probably gone up uh, than pre-pandemic so uh, even though sometimes doctors are not able to see each other we can do these virtual contacts if it's more significant more concerning we'll bring you in We'll talk to you. We'll obviously make it safe. Make sure you're safe. We're safe in an area where we can help and assess you. So definitely help is available. And people can get better from this. This is it. This uh, is the good news. People with mental health problems can get better. Well, well, My advice, I always say... This. 
that Allah Almighty did not send yes. any illness except that He sent the cure with it. Now, yes. in mental health, yes, which is an, there are illnesses, anxiety is an illness, stress is an illness, you know, depression is an illness. These illnesses, Doc, you know, mental health, Allah Almighty, man has this. He will go through these phases or periods or states in life, but there's a cure for it yes. out there. You know, you cannot That's despair right. and say there's no, no shifa for any of this. Of course, there's shifa for this. Of course, there's a, there's a cure right. for this. And, and yes. yeah. ultimately, as Muslims, we know that the cure will go back to the Quran and the Sunnah. That our human state will be at peace and ease when we reconnect and go back to our Creator, the one who created us. Simply, I believe yes. that's ultimately where, it, where we need to get back to as Muslims and even within the human state. But you know we do have people who have severe depression what's what's cause what causes severe depression doc yeah absolutely so um very good that you said that you know everything has a cure and my advice is everybody can get better from any mental illness the only people who perhaps didn't have a good outcome are the ones who didn't get the help or the ones who didn't get the right type of help and then they went back and they didn't get the full support and the full help. So severe depression, what causes that? Some sort of a life event happens or something serious happens to them in the family. Just an example. Or sometimes we never find the reason why, but they get into a state where they can't sleep. They have a constant negative thought that, look, I'm worthless. You know, um, life's not worth carrying on. They might get thoughts of suicide that, you know what? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a burden on somebody. I'm never going to get better. So they might start self-harming, cutting themselves, taking drug overdoses, um, you know, maybe to the extent of wanting to hang themselves. Serious, you know, serious condition, this, this, okay? So what causes that? So things that could happen in their life. So psychological reasons, um, relationship breakdown, financial issues, debts, all of these are something, you know, it's adds up. And then what we say, the last camel that broke the you know, camel, the last straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So something else happens and then boom, you know, they're in a really, really bad situation. And what happens medically, we find from research that a chemical in the brain called serotonin, the level of that goes down. Goes down so low that that's one of the reasons why they might not wash, they might not get clean, they might not come out of the house. This is one of the things. That's the medical explanation that the chemical level then goes down. So when we treat them in that situation, the best treatment is to give them counseling, to listen to them, to tell them that, you know what, that you will get better from this. And this is where a proper counselor who specializes in this can help them. So if somebody's having a heart attack, We'll send them to BRI, to the cardiology ward. Cardiology consultant will come in. They'll put a stent into the heart. Boom. You know, inshallah, they'll get better. Similarly, if somebody has severe depression and anxiety, we send them to somebody who specializes in that, a doctor of the mind. They listen to them. They'll break up that cycle where they get in the negative thoughts. They'll get them better. And some people, not all of them, some of them, they end up having a bit of medication as well to try and improve their mood, to try and make them happier. How? That medicine 
increases that level of chemical in the brain that goes down. So this chemical in our body is naturally there. So everybody, you know, if somebody says something good to you, or you score a goal, the level of that chemical goes up in your brain. Naturally, if I was to do a scan on somebody, you can see the chemical level goes up. Now, if somebody is very sad or down, that chemical level will be down. If somebody gives you 5,000 likes on Facebook, every like you'll get a little bit of chemical going up. Mm, yeah? yeah? So naturally, this chemical is in our body. I'm just trying to work out where the chemical <laughs> is. I'm trying to find it in my head now. But, you know, you're right. We, we, we all have... I mean, that's the medical science behind it. And and Yes, yes. I think I think from the verses of the Quran that I mentioned, in the Quran, insanu halu'a iza masahu sharru jazu'a iza masahu al-khayru manu'a This element of manu'a, that this, when, when good befalls him, touches him, when good touches him, Manu'a, he's, he's, he's ecstatic, he feels good. And yes. you can say that the Qur'an yes. is talking about what this science today has discovered as this, this chemical. But yes. how do we maintain yes. that, that, that level? So the chemical is always yes. constant. It's, it's finding yes. that consistency in our mind to stay in that state. I mean, you're not going to stay in it for, forever or all the time. You're going to have hard days. You're going to have tough days. You're going to wake up. There's going to be, you know, if you're in business, you're going to have days where money hasn't come in the way it should be coming in or the way you thought it'd come in. But, you know, how how do we maintain that consistency in in that level? Uh, absolutely. So a life will always have its ups and downs. That's the nature of life. Nobody knew that we were going to be in a pandemic. Okay, we have, we have a heavy snowfall. We're locked in, aren't we? We can't drive, we can't go anywhere. But if yeah. somebody said to me last year, guess what, Doc? Next year, everybody's going to be in a lockdown for a year or close to a year, on and off, on and off. People would say, man, that can't be possible. I won't be able to survive and live. That's the situation. I mean, uh, life will have different uh, things thrown at us. But the situation with the pandemic, like we said earlier, it's unprecedented in the sense that our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, our great-grandparents' generation haven't probably seen this. But we know that pandemics have happened throughout centuries. They've happened, and it's such a situation that has happened in our lifetime. And uh, we make dua that, you know, it, it, we get afiat in the dunya and it goes away quickly, inshallah. Uh, and and uh, everybody, all humanity's lives are protected. But the situation is, is such that this pandemic has, has uh, uh, you know, changed people's lives totally. Uh, and it's almost like, it's, it's almost as though it's pressed the pause button. You're watching something and you press the pause button. Everything stopped. And this is almost time for people to reflect. Do you know what? We've been in the fast lane all the time. And people have said to me uh, that, you know, during this pandemic, they never used to walk. They now go walking every day with the family. You know, these are simple things that we can do to keep the chemical level up. So it's not that you have to have the medication to keep your mood up. Doing exercise, you walk. I was going to say, is there any natural medication or nutrients that that will yes. boost that so chemical? Walk. That's right. So just doing exercise, where you get a bit out of breath, 20, 30 minutes, bit of a fast walk, that will release that chemical in the brain. Also, eating good food. 
So what I mean is food that's nutritious, green stuff, um, a nice balanced diet, fresh food, organic food, nicely cooked. This is good. I'm not saying lay off the burgers and takeaways all the time. That's not good for us overall. It's nice. You get a little bit of a chemical release when you eat it. It's nice. But overall, it's not good for our bodies. Eventually, we yeah, put on weight. What we see is it goes that, into that, our liver. You know, you've got you've, you know, good diet, a good you know, healthy lifestyle, well-being, physical well-being. You know, we're, we're doing all of that. But if somebody who is going to start that, we've got to make it clear to them that the first week or two, it's going to be hard for that chemical that's always been here. You know, the, the chemical's yes. been here and now you're trying to activate it. It's going to take time. And you're going to have yes, the other good. side of the brain telling you where it's enjoying the laziness and, and enjoying the burgers and the steaks and everything. That Hey, look, you know what? You need to, if you want to feel better, you know and I know this is what you need to do. And in order to do that, yes. you then need to be patient and steadfast upon that. And that's when you're going to be able yes. to achieve and reach. That's right. I can share an example with you. Um, uh, me and my colleagues, we had a patient who had uh, chicken pox, right? So when kids get chicken pox, mashallah, they get well very quickly. You know, kids, when they're poly, they might have Bukhar fever one or two days and they're out of it. They're better. Um, if you get chicken pox in adulthood, it's nasty. You get spots all over the body and you get a fever that can last for like maybe days. So uh, we saw this chap, poor chap came in, we said chicken pox, uh, there's not many, we can give you some medication, but you know what, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So here you are, a bottle of calamine lotion, just dab it on, where it's itchy, about a week or so, stay at home, rest, here's the sick note, chillax, yeah. So next thing that happened to him was uh, he, um, he comes back two days later, and he goes, Doc, I'm still no better. I've still got the same. It's all over the place. So we said to him, what's happened to the calamine lotion? He goes, it's finished. I said, I gave you half a liter of a bottle. Where's it? has gone. So he goes to me, Doc, it was so bad at night. I drank the whole bottle. <laughs> He's drank the old bottle. I was going to say, you must have drank that bottle if it's half a liter. So he, he drank the whole bottle. We explained to him as well. It was on the bottle. It was written, labeled. But he drank it. Now, the explanation of that is, like you said earlier, human beings are impatient. They want to get better quickly. They want to snap out quickly. But the thing with this is it takes time. If you want to make those Benjamins, right? If you want to make some money, you put it in investment. Are you going to get that million pound next day? No chance. you got to invest it. you got to, it takes time. Absolutely. And, and, so and in I the same the thing. The theme here that we all need to understand is, is, you know, sabr and shukr. Sabr yes. and shukr are two key components in a Muslim's life in order to be in a, a good state of being. If things are hard, have sabr. If things are going good, do shukr. And when you do this, you're, you're keeping a balance. You know, you shouldn't be too fearful and you shouldn't be too fearless. There needs to be a balance. You see, yes. the best actions are those which are done in moderation. If we don't live a life in moderation, then our mental state will never be in moderation. We will either be too high or too low. So you can't do too much of, too, you know, of a thing that it becomes an addiction. 
and that it causes a problem. You know, we see this in the in the Sunnah and the Seerah. You know, there was a companion who would pray all night and he wouldn't give his wife time. And the Prophet ﷺ, the wife came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, my husband doesn't give me time. He's always praying. He doesn't have time for me. And then the Prophet ﷺ said to him, look, your body has a right over you. Your wife has a right over you. And Allah has a right over you. You need to give your body time to rest. You need to give your wife time to please her and be with her and be intimate with her. And at the same time, you need to, uh, uh, you know, at the same time, have, um, give Allah Almighty the rights that he deserves. So it's important that we do this. And I just want to make something clear here. Obviously, I think a lot of people have seen that there's a slight lag in the Zoom stream, which is coming uh, stream through onto the YouTube uh, on your part, Doc. Obviously, I think it's slightly lagging. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, before it was absolutely fine, but now it's, it's slightly slowed. So people can hear you properly, but they can't see you in live motion. There's a delay. And I think we mentioned this right. delay prior as well. Right. It might be that. Sorry about that. It might be that it's on HD setting. I'll just uh, adjust that. It's possible, yeah, that it's it's because of that that there's a slight issue here in regards yes, I'll, to I'll, this. I'll, yes. Is that, is that better, Sheikh? Uh, have you zoomed in again? I think it was better when it was zoomed out. Yep. Is it? Well, I thought we were just lagging a bit as well. Yeah, I think it should be all right now, Doc. Guys, uh, yep, share yep. the podcast, get people onto this. It's an interesting discussion, a topic, mental health, you know, it's, and all the stigma surrounding this. You know, we're having an interesting, deep uh, discussion about this. Um, and, you know, Doc, we were, we were talking about anxiety depression stress you know what are, what are the causes yes. i mean we we know that majority of the causes surround possibly an experience during childhood so you know yeah. uh, during childhood you might and it's also understanding behaviors you have introvert yes. qualities yeah. outroverts you've got different aspects doc and people you know they don't understand yeah. the psychology of the human being that maybe that's the way he is. You know, we, I know that my mum would describe my younger brother that he's very quiet. He doesn't speak. And then she'd say about me or that he's very loud and he's always speaking. But these are, these are characters. Some are introverts, some are outroverts. And we've got to yes. understand and yes. educate ourselves about this aspect of psychology. Yes. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's nature and nurture. So uh, nature, some people are naturally, like you said, introverted or extroverted, and that's how they are. Um, and um, we find that extroverted people can be very successful, introverted people can be very successful, and that's how people are. And also it's to do with nurture, how we brought up. So if sadly somebody has had some really bad traumatic experience in their childhood or early years or during their relationships, then this can have an effect on their well-being and mental well-being and that can then manifest uh, as, as a mental illness. And when they come to us, how do they present? They might come to us with uh, things like sleep problems. I can't sleep. Or they might come with repeated physical problems. 
And when we actually go into it and in the depth of it, then we realize that actually underlying is anxiety or, or depression. That's the root cause of this. And, and, you know, what kind of things that people uh, present to us with when it's underlying anxiety or depression, they might have headaches, they might have back pain, yeah. repeated back pain, or they might have back pain, but the back pain is amplified. So when they're feeling down and low, the pain is felt really, really bad and awful. So another example I can give you again, looking, uh, giving the same example as a football match or a cricket match. If somebody is uh, uh, running and then they score a goal, even though if they've twisted their leg, they've scored a goal, they'll be happy, they'll be celebrating. Because all those chemicals are in the brain, they won't be feeling the pain. Adrenaline. So uh, in, the same, in the same way, if somebody is a bit depressed or down, um, then uh, what will happen is the chemical levels will be so low that they'll just feel the pain. They won't see anything else. They'll just feel more pain and the pain experience will be bad. So this is how, how it can present. So people might come and see uh, uh, doctors or other healthcare professionals with physical ailments. And as I said, the brain is what powers and controls the body. Uh, you know, even if it's the gut. So some people might have something like... Uh, an irritable bowel. So they have to keep going to the toilet when they're feeling anxious or depressed. We would call it butterflies in my stomach. But then this gets to a, a level where it's happening every day. So this is how amazing how the mind is connected to the body. And again, you can get treatment and help for this as well. It's available. People can get better. Therapy, talking to somebody, changing it and doing things ourselves. So talking to each other, listening, bit of exercise, good balanced diet, very important thing I forgot to mention is sleep. If we don't charge our mobile for five to six hours, what happens to that computer? That mobile phone, the laptop won't work. If we don't charge our brains at nighttime, you know, uh, Allah has made the night as a libas. And if you don't switch off during that time, you're not going to function. So people will have... Uh, they'll feel more hungry if they don't sleep well. They'll eat junk. They'll want that quick sugar release. So when you have the sugar or that burger, it gives you that quick instant release, but it's not maintained. It's not long enough. It's a sugar rush. So that's what happens. Lack of sleep, we know evidence shows it's associated with bad diet, obesity, diabetes as well. So it's all interconnected. And guess what? The problem is these things here, they won't let us sleep. At night time, they keep binging. So um, I don't know if you, if any of our listeners have been watching uh, Joe Wicks. You know, me and, and the kids at home, we've been looking at Joe Wicks doing all the exercise. But he's spoken very openly about this. And he goes, you know what? Social media, I had millions of followers all over the world. And I was just constantly looking at it. How many people are watching it? How many people are giving me comments? And he got into a state of anxiety. So what's this happening is, is every time somebody you're, you're gives us about a Joe Wicks and that we, I know, I know Instagram influencers, Muslim young lads, young young girls as well, yeah. who have got modeling yes. careers or whatnot. I don't know them personally, but I can certainly mm. say that if they mm. don't get their thousand followers or thousand yeah. likes on their yes. post, they become anxious. It is they, they become That's depressed right. and that, and the depress the what's yeah. causing that depression is because. That, that chemical, they want to be on that level where, you know what, look at me. You know, I, these, this is below yeah. my standard. Yet, what are you? That's right. 
Like, you know, if I was to like sit with such people, and I'm not talking about genuine, I'm talking about people who, who rely on social media for the fix or who rely on fame and these things. And like, who are we? You know, like Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, he said, you're a, you're a product of, of, of semen. You know, you're, you're a product of a water. It's, it's impure in that sense. And you, you're a produce yes. of this. And today you walk with pomp on this earth thinking you're 10 men. Yet when you, when you die, you end up six feet under. Like, who are we? Why are we f- so fixated by our appearances? Look, a lot of sisters might be watching this and will hear this afterwards. And, you know, th- th- in order to feel good about themselves, they will say, I, want, I need to wear my makeup. Why is makeup there? I mean, essentially makeup is there to cover up flaws. Flaws that yes. you possibly don't feel too comfortable and confident about. So you yes. might have a mark on your face and you think a bit more of, you know, the foundation or, you know, a bit more of the, the powder. I don't know what they call it. They'll, they will increase that. And, you know, they might say, I'm a bit more, I'm a bit dark. I want to look a bit lighter. So when we see this doc, we see people are looking for these fixes and the expectations and demands have caused them then to go into this recess. This, this you know, they, they, they're going back to a worse state because we're pinning our hopes and our demands and expectations of life on material and thinking that material will give yes. us the answer. You know, the mobile is going to give us the answer. It's not. You won't find your answers in these. That's right. You know, you're looking in the wrong place no. to fix your mind. <laughs> Go find a man of Allah yes. and sit with him. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and like you said, they'll turn to football and, and they, they think, you know, they see Liverpool win or lose. It, it's that we've, we've been, we're programmed. Humans today are very programmed with what's around us. It's had such a huge influence and we've allowed that into us. And Mm -hmm. when parents are giving children mobiles from a young age, then what do you expect when they grow up? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So so that's exactly so. uh, When people have the phone, uh, you know, like I said, we need to be able to sleep and switch off. But guess what? This is beeping every hour at night a like a friend contacts you back in the day say 20 30 years ago people didn't have these um and now everybody has this uh so we actually suddenly seeing a lot of younger people teenagers coming to see us and an example i can give you i can see i've seen young girls young boys um coming uh, coming with symptoms of you know low mood self-harming cutting their arms and things like that reason why is because they've been bullied online or somebody said something or I don't like you or not getting as many likes. So one of the important things is to be able to switch this off one or two hours before we go to bed. And the same thing for kids as well. So if we if we don't do this, then kids are going to be doing the same as well. So for example, if I'm doing that and I'll say, switch your tablet off now, go to bed, switch it off. They're going to think, hang on a second, dad, you're on it. I you know, louder than can we I have your phone instead? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so very important, basic things. The screens 
on the laptops and the tablets, they release something called blue light. Now, blue light um, is, is something that um, will affect a person's quality of sleep. So if somebody's been on a screen for in the evening for a long, long time, then that will affect them. They might not be able to sleep. And also they're waiting. Who's going to give me the like? Who's going to reply back? Because, you know, people are communicating with each other. I've seen kids, um, you know, like 10-year-olds playing. In, they've got a TV in their bedroom. They've got an Xbox in their bedroom. And when I say to them, look, uh, you know, the kid's not behaving. He's not listening to parents. The child's not listening. When I ask, uh, so what are you doing? He's playing online gaming till about one o'clock, two o'clock at night. So that's why they can't wake up in the morning. That's why they're not eating. They're not functioning. And uh, some uh, of them uh, are violent you, games. You, you've got that part in the brain, in the you know, psychology. I've read a little bit. But it's called the dopamine. And inside the yep, dopamine, dopamine or dopamine, however it's pronounced, you know, it's yeah. it's getting yes. that fix. You know, that part of the brain yes. needs. That's where you get the fix that you need to get. And, and for kids now, the fix is Fortnite. The fix is FIFA 21. The fix is Call of Duty. The, you know, the fix, these are the fixes they're looking for. But who's putting that in place? Right. I mean, parents are as culpable as, as the gaming industry for that you know we're, yes. we're not controlling yes. we're not giving them in doses what we're doing is we're throwing it at them and saying that's going to shut him up and we're thinking that and then what yes. later happens is that that creates you know a, a sense of mental issue and problem within children you know later yes. they will have issues yeah. growing up they will you know there will be some some, you know, some element of mental impact that will be detrimental for them and if we don't yes. control this now, Doc, if we don't create awareness and education about this now to our youth and our parents, then we're going to be, we're going to, we're, it's going to be another neglected nation. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you know, everybody's in the fast lane on a motorway. You know, uh, parents are too busy. They're working, you know, very busy hours. Um, and, and what's the easier thing to do when a kid says, you know, a child says to you, look, uh, I want to talk. I want to do something. It's easier for them to just say, go, here's some money. Get some takeout. Here's your Xbox. Play a bit of Fortnite at night. You need to give them that time. It's like an investment. The more time you give them, the greater the benefit and reward, not only for yourselves, but for their future as well. So it's very important. And also, um, I can give you the example of uh, how we how we bring our kids up. I mean, it's a total different topic, tarbiya and bringing up kids. But it's important because how we behave and how we model has an effect on our kids and how the kids see us has an effect. It's a reciprocal benefit, mutual benefit. Very, very important. Doc, you know, so, you, um, you know a lot of young people who, who, who are suffering in mental health. You know, yes. whether, like we've mentioned, anxiety, depression, older people as well, elderly people yep. who, who are suffering in depression, mental health, who, who are suffering through stress, you know, whether that's work-related, finance-related, family-related. You know, and, and a huge aspect, and I want us to discuss, you know, a little bit on this as well, is, you know, the, the family pressures. The, yes. Know, the, just one example. The expectations that you have to become a doctor and mm -hmm. the pressures that that holds, you know, the family, our parents' expectations on our children and the mental detriment that that has on their mind and their state. You know, whether that's marriage-related, Doc, you know, you have to marry my auntie's daughter. You're, you're causing this child, this young boy, this young man to, to suffer depression. He's depressed, man. God, the guy, you put him into a depressed marriage. 
Do you do you not care about the state of your son and your daughter? What you're doing to him? Like yes. these are primary causes in today's yes. day and age for a lot of young people to be depressed, to be yes. you know have anxiety, to to be stressed out, and mm-hmm. what that then causes and leads to is the problems that we find. You know, we're here today having to discuss and mention this because in our South Asian communities. Within the Mirpuri community and general community, not just Mirpuri, it's everywhere. This is, you know, mental health isn't just an Asian issue. I'm we're highlighting it because I'm an Asian and you're an Asian. Yes. You're a doctor, I'm an Imam, yeah. and we're we're creating awareness. But it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's within the black community, the Chinese community. It's within every community we're having people yes. who are suffering, and and yes. unfortunately, doc, you know, family pressures, you know, play a key role in the instability within the minds of young people that, that that's right absolutely I, I i agree with you wholeheartedly what you've just said there so it, it's across all backgrounds all genders male female uh and uh, uh and some very important points you've said if somebody is forced into a marriage or, or they're in a situation where they don't want to be it will have an effect on them sadly and um so the, the the very important thing here is that um when people need to get help there's also counselors who do family counseling so for example somebody's in a relationship and and uh, there's pressures sometimes what happens people turn to their family or friends but in a relationship you know it's important to go to somebody who's neutral and in the same way how you have a counselor who can help an individual person there's counselors there's imams who are trained up in this area independently not taking any sides they will help and support them so remember this is a, a foundation of family the relationship between the husband and the wife you know it's a precious thing it needs to be looked after well so in this situation you'd go to somebody who is an expert in this and they can get help but yes it's very important that you know um you know forced marriages and that kind of thing has an effect on them and it's going to affect their well-being it's going to affect their relationship if it's going to affect the children and like you said imam sheikh you, you know you said earlier that uh, you know there should be no compulsion no no force and and our deen tells us that you know you, you know when it comes to sort of marriage and relationship and that's a, that's a very important aspect that itself and and once for example if somebody doesn't marry or the marriage breaks down how does it affect the family then it breaks the family it becomes so difficult bitter we've seen it in between brothers you know when it happens how it affects them sadly uh, you know the parents and then the the wider family um so you know there there's all these effects uh and uh, you know once that happens and sometimes what happens people will just ostracize ostracize them and and then leave them and then break them up and they isolated because you didn't listen to me and what kind of impacts that going to happen on that girl or that boy if they're like oh you didn't listen to us you go on your own now that's going to make them feel even worse mm. and if somebody does uh, another example if somebody one of our colleagues really good well known psychiatrist said that somebody who's been in some bad vice perhaps addiction to drugs addiction to alcohol and then um what's the what's the family done they've outcast them they've thrown them out they're on the streets now what's going to happen to that guy's well being remember when we make a sin we do a guna we turn to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us who are we not to forgive absolutely And, and, and the doc, what you're saying is effectively, if we was to act upon what the Prophet ﷺ has taught us in how to deal yes. with people, 
our معاملات yes. with people, our, our dealings with people, we could probably fix most of these issues and problems. You got a drug addict, don't turn him away. You know, take him into rehab, counsel him, help him. You know, you've got somebody yes. who's been exposed or something's happened. Why why do that? Why why ostracize that person? Help that person to become a better person, to fix himself. And this is the problem we find today is that people, our in the generation we live in, the time we live in now, it is the, the easier fix is, you know what, I wash my hands on him. Forget him. Yes. And we think that's going to fix the problem. What we don't realize is we're making things worse for that person. Help yes. that one person. As long as you help him, Allah will help you. These, you know, right. the, Islam is all about helping others. You know, yeah. somebody asked in the in the comments and in the chat about, you know, is therapy allowed in Islam? Of course, therapy is allowed in Islam. Dhikr is a form of therapy. Counseling and listening yeah. to others is a form of therapy. You know, the woman, when she came to the Prophet ﷺ, or the Prophet yeah. ﷺ passed by an old woman and said, you know, have sabr. And she said, you know, what do you know what I've been through? What do you know what I've been through in her in her in this state of anxiousness and, and, and depression and stress that she was in? And the Prophet ﷺ said, Sabr is at the first you know point of trial. You do sabr then. The Prophet ﷺ didn't say to her, Well, what do you know? I've been through so much myself. I went to Ta'if and the people kicked me out. The Prophet ﷺ didn't say that my daughters have passed away. You know, my, my people have been persecuted. They listen, they give advice according to that. What do we, you know, say, Doc, what do you believe about this when we say somebody's suffering from mental health, oh, go, go read the Quran or go, go read your Salah and that. Is, that. is that a fix immediately? I mean, I'm an mm-hmm. imam, I can't turn around and say that to someone, go read your Salah and that. Or you know what, go take him to Pakistan, he'll be alright. Or go take him to Hajj or Umrah and all his problems miraculously will go away. <laughs> I don't know what your view on that is, Doc, but I, I certainly believe that that is not the answer for that circumstance and situation. Absolutely, I agree with you. It's, it's a bit like one of the other examples I gave you is uh, when anybody needs to have treatment or health uh, advice for any mental illness or physical illness, I usually say it's a bit like the two wings of a bird, dawa and dua. You've got to have both. If a bird has, has only got one wing, it's not going to fly, is it? No, so no. you've got to have yaqeen and prayer and zikr and the dua as well. But you've got to do the dawa, the medication as well. Absolutely. And then you will fly. Then you will fly. So, so uh, same thing if you, if you plant a seed in the ground, okay, this, that sunflower is not going to grow, grow up straight away. It's going to take maybe a week or two. It will grow. You have to look after that little, uh, little bit of plant that grows. And then it will continue to grow. And by about uh, three months down the road, It'll be six foot tall. So same thing. We've got to teach our youngsters this as well. That you know what? Takes time. Don't worry. Things will get better. You'll pass your exam. Practice will make perfect. And one of the other best examples is how our conduct is. You know, with our family, with our kids. So uh, best example, Sheikh, you can also uh, clarify on this as well. Um, There was a child, uh, a sahaba that was brought to our beloved Prophet Sallallahu And... um, the, the child, uh, you know, passed some urine and, 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 and uh, his clothing uh, had some urine on it. So the father scolded the child. So Rasulullah said, you know, this uh, urine stain can be washed off. But what about the scolding that you've done to the child? How is that going to come up? Mm. Now, this is nasiha. 
this is tarbiyat. This is uh, what we call emotional intelligence. So people might have a high IQ. They might be really, really, really clever and intelligent. But what about the emotional intelligence? How you deal with emotion? Are you going to get angry in that situation? That can be washed off. And this is how we should apply things in our life. Think before you say something. It's, it's like Listen example, before you talk. Ibn Habis came to the Prophet ﷺ and he, 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 he seen the Prophet ﷺ with Imam Hassan, the grandson, on the on their lap and they were kissing yes. him yes. anhu. and you know he, he ibn said Yo, so i got ten, 10 sons i've never kissed one of them yes and the prophet sallallahu said he who has he who doesn't have mercy on others mercy won't be shown to him like mm -hmm. we we've got to be merciful to our kids you know we've got to have emotional intelligence with them We've got to be on a level with them. We've got to explain to them. And we've got to understand what we do will impact their mental state. You know, yes. we focus so much now on the physical being, Doc. You know, a lot of young lads are in yes. gyms and it's all about aesthetics and how, what about, you know, the metaphysicism, you know, the, the, the mind and the state. What about how, why are we not focusing and making the mind strong? And why yes. are we not giving yes. this attention to it? And, if ever there was a time where the lesson of patience is needed, it's today. Today we yes. need to go back to the understanding what sabr is. Because sabr mm -hmm. can answer a lot of issues. Be patient. Sabr. Yes. Sabr, you know, wasbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu wa taqullah. Inna allaha maha sabirin. You know, ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sabiru wa sabiru. You know, sabr all the time. You know, those who are patient, they're going to have unlimited rewards. You know, patience is a constant, consistent theme within the Quran that we need to focus on in every way, shape or form. And we need to remind people that if you want a good mental state, then you need to adopt patience because some things aren't in your control. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, like you said, uh, Sheikh, you know, um, uh, Imam Sab, like you said, you know, when you do uh, shukar, you're a winner. When you do sabr, you're a winner. So basically, it, it, this, this situation that we're in a pandemic, everybody is doing sabr at the moment. You have to do sabr. You can't go to your barbers and have the, the haircut, you know, the way you want it now. Although people might still be going undercover, but that's a different subject itself, yeah. But, you know, obviously, like you said, things have changed. People can't go like they used to do things before. Uh, and, and people are having to sort of, you know, do sabr. Uh, just one example I use there. Um, so, so, you know, in, in this situation, important things, charity is very important. That's also a, a way of uh, getting a dopamine release and a serotonin release. Research shows that when you help somebody else, you feel better. I, I, you know, yeah. I'm smiling and laughing, Doc. It's because Go I actually on. started it with this point, didn't I? You know, Allah said, "Inna al-insana khulika hulua, idha masahu sharro jazua, wa idha masahu al-khairu manua illa al-musallin, al-ladina hum ala salatihim daimun, wal-ladina fi amwalihim hakum alum, lisaili wal-mahroom." You know, Allah says it. Those who pray and those who give charity, they yes. are gonna feel content. There will be there will be contentment contentment in their heart. There will be a good state for them. Yes, yes. And, and, and literally, if you look at it, if you look at loads of websites and advice, they'll, uh, advisors will say, why don't you do something that's helpful, productive? 
you know, help somewhere, go, go and sort of help somebody who's in struggle, in difficulty. And we found out through research that it gives you that well-being because you're helping somebody and you're also seeing the results. And again, like you said, it helps. So, um, so these are all the sort of treatment tools that people can do, self-help in terms of exercise, having a good diet, doing something charitable and, and trying to sort of avoid things that make you feel more unwell. So meaning sort of doing things where you're staying up late, not getting that rest, not charging your batteries up at night where you're supposed to be sleeping and you're waking up and sort of not doing, the, you know, having that restful sleep, um, having too much caffeine, too many cups of tea, tea and too many cups of coffee and dudpatti, maybe on an evening, four or five cups, you're not going to be able to sleep because there's too much caffeine going around in the body. Simple things like that. If you change your lifestyle, things will get better that way. And if obviously it gets to a situation where you've done all these things, you're still not getting better, pick up that phone. We're here to listen. We're here to help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in, in, in Bradford, we've set up a new thing, a really good thing. Actually, it's been around for a while, whereby you can actually self-refer to the My Wellbeing College. It's called the My Wellbeing College. And over there, there's counselors, there's therapists. Uh, who are well-versed in this. They can help you. They understand our culture as well. Uh, and, and people from our background are actually there who are counsellors. Um, and if, if, for example, somebody's in a situation where they're really suicidal or self-harming and their life could be at danger, then there's an emergency helpline as well called First Response. Now, that's First Response is in Bradford. But similar, we have that kind of system and help available throughout the country. And so if somebody's having a heart attack or a stroke, what do you do? You ring 999. Same thing, if somebody's in that situation, there's a number that you can ring. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And to and get that person out of that situation. It's quite unfortunate and sad that there are people who's, you know, the straw broke the camel's back, that straw, and, and people actually are led to committing self-harm and slitting yes. their wrists and, and punishing themselves and, and self-pitying in a sense and, and and just such a low state of self-esteem and, and just had enough. And, and sadly, you know, Astaghfirullah, unfortunately as well, we find people on the brink of suicide. Yes. And, you know, suicide amongst yes. men. People think it's, it's like suicide's only women. You know, men and, and the, those who suffer in silence, Doc, we need to tell the people yes. that suffer in silence, please don't deal with your problem in silence. Open up, talk to ulama, talk to imams, talk to doctors, talk to counsellors. It's not a bad thing that you've turned to a white person who's a qualified counsellor to fix your problems. You've gone to, yes. to, to uh, uh, you know, uh, a counsellor or a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist to say, look, I've got these issues and problems. What do I do? Speak about them. Because... Suffering in silence is only going to lead, uh, you know, towards a downward, downward spiral. And, and we don't need to hear cases of so-and-so person committed suicide because of bullying, because of, ex, you know, because of a relationship issue or because of exposure or because of, you know, the nudes were shown out and, and, and stuff like that. Why, why must we lead people to the brink of suicide? And you think, well, what's caused that? And... It's, it's to do with the mental state of these people. 
That's right. And, and again, when, when I speak to people who are in this situation, you know, people have come to me, I've spoken to them. And, and you know, six months down the road, you know, they, as they were leaving, example, they, they, they were leaving and they said, you know what, Doc, I'm so happy for what you and your colleagues have done. I'm in such a better state of mind. Before, four or five months ago, I don't know what I would have done to myself, but I'm feeling champion now. I've gone on with my life and I'm so much happier. So, you know, we do see these people will get better. They just need that right support, that right help. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, um, pick up that phone, ask for that help. And when people are in that situation, they, it's like a cloud. They can't see sometimes, this is what they describe it as, I can't see out of it. And, and you know, um, like you said, the most important thing is, is to give them good counsel, to listen to them and to say to them, you know what, go get that help. You will get better. And all that help is confidential and it's private. Meaning, you know, it's it's a trust between that doctor and that counselor and that person, that client, that patient. It's completely secret between them. It won't get disclosed. And, you know, that's what, and once you build that trust, you know, then people will come to that person and get that help. And we need to also remind people that it is confidential. You know, if you need that help, if there's something um, that you feel a bit embarrassed or ashamed to talk about other people, you can't talk to your doctor about that. You can't talk to your counselor. And, and, and you know, nobody's going to go down. Yes. This is all yes, absolutely. For people thinking that this is not, you know, prophetic in the, within the tradition, it is absolutely, this is what the Prophet ﷺ came to do for mankind, to, to assist and help them, to guide them and yes. to inspire them and educate them and enlighten them and, and take them out of the darkness of ignorance and, and the problems that were in that society and to... To fix people, the Prophet ﷺ fixed people with all sorts of issues. You know, there were yes. children who couldn't speak. There was, you know, there was all sorts of issues who were mute. And 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 you had, you know, the Prophet ﷺ dealt with people who who had suffered from death and the loss of people who, uh, loss of loved ones from their families. We're talking about senior companions who, whose family members have passed away in the battlefield, and how the Prophet ﷺ dealt with them. How therapy was given towards them and they were they were sort of dealt with in order to overcome the struggles and the challenges that they were facing and this is within the sunnah and this is something that we all need to keep in mind and not think oh you know it's not from the sunnah or this is not no this is what the prophet sallallahu came for and this is what we need to we need to revive this sunnah we need to revive this tradition and practice and sadly doc you know we see that a lot of you know, and antagonists of mental health, you know, unknowingly, they lack knowledge. They don't acknowledge that so-and-so person has this. And 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 they lack empathy and compassion. And, and something key for somebody who is dealing with such cases is that he needs to be, you don't need to be sympathetic, but you need to be, you know, empathy towards the listener, the, the, the speaker as a listener. You need to just sit back and say, hey, look, you speak. It's, it's yours. Don't worry about it. Yes. Let it out. Just open yes. Pandora's box and we will we will see yep. what we can do. You might say one thing that triggers and clicks and boom. That might put them online. Like you said, six months later, Doc, you and your team were fantastic. I was in a very bad place and now I'm in a better place. And, and yes. this is, you know, something very important and creating awareness of this, Doc, is, uh, is paramount upon us. Because yes. there are people in our community who are suffering in silence and they are going through these problems and they need to know that we are here for them. 
we will listen to yes. them and we will not disclose who they are we don't need to no. mention no names you just come talk to us we will help you where we can how we can inshallah yes. and and you know remember doctors and counselors are bound by confidentiality rules so for example likewise, they can be trusted yeah yeah so they can be trusted to be told that you know what we won't tell your parents we won't tell so and so relative of yours even if they come and ask us to say what did they come to see you for we can't disclose it because this is the trust that we have so you know when you do go um you know i do say that you know get that help i mean there's basic things that i talked about things that you can do to help yourself to you, you know have a good well-being we talked about going to the gym doing exercise all of this is important because you're releasing that dopamine you're releasing that serotonin doing that every day on a regular basis helps you and you know coming back to sort of what what's happening with them uh, i think very good that this point has been highlighted that you know this is the topic that we want to talk about because during the pandemic we are seeing uh, a slightly higher level of this because what's happened people's jobs have been lost people are going through financial difficulty people have been followed off furlough made redundant financial issues relationship issues yeah uh, uh, so so we are seeing and and you know even basic thing you know uh, at the moment we're washing our hands we're hand sanitizing but somebody might go to an extent where they're overdoing it so they might have a bit of obsessive compulsive disorder you know they might keep doing wuzu all the time every 10 minutes they go into the toilet wuzu you know they just feel that they're dirty so again we we sort of getting this that you know they need that help they can get better from it and you know don't be that person who thinks that there's a lion in the room you're always anxious and sweating and help you can get help for this and and you know like i said counseling is really effective changing lifestyle really effective and you take the medication the medication takes a little bit, bit of time for it to work not everybody needs medication it's only a small proportion of people who require it the medication if they end up taking the medication is not addictive they're not on it for life it's only until the serotonin level is at a level where they're feeling better comfortable and then the doctor stops it and hopefully they stay on that level and remember not everybody needs it and the counseling guess what when you look at research when somebody goes through that counseling and they get the right nasiha the advice the chemical level goes up in their brain if you scan them and then they keep getting listened to talk to listen to they gain that nostalgia they start changing their lifestyle and the chemical level stays high in their brain absolutely absolutely and uh, but, but doc what if the people you know they don't acknowledge your help you know there's yes. a patient he yes. is suffering from mental health she's suffering but she doesn't acknowledge she's she's adamant that there's nothing to do with that and or she's she's not wanting help how how do you deal with that then i might give that question back to you uh chef that so sometimes some people might think you know what somebody's done jadu on me you know what that was my next Black magic. <laughs> yes but you yes. you jumped the you jumped the gun um yes i was i was going to say that you know we we quick to say the you know they come to us and a parent brings a son and says you know i think there's an a, a spell on him or magic is done on him or you know there's there's a jinn possession here but he's got nothing to do with that he just come out of a a, a two year you know relationship with his girlfriend 
He's just yes. lost a job. It's not necessary that he's got a jinn in him or he's got possession or he's possessed or... He, this is a big taboo in our communities, Doc. Yes, absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, I, I come across this in, in our communities, um, this kind of thing where I, I've seen it myself across all uh, our South Asian uh, communities that, um, you know, they, they'll sort of say, look, it, somebody's done something. They went back home in the village and something happened and they come back and they're different now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah? So, you know, they'll, they'll give. So the situation, like you said, you know, it's very important that we work together. And you, uh, Imam Sab, you will notice that, you know, that actually looking at the background is nothing to do with that. It's what he's been through. So what I'm saying is that, yes, do go to uh, the imam, do go to that muallim, um, you know, do their tazkiyat and whatever they've given you. Um, but then also seek the help as well from the medical professionals as well or the counsellors who are also well-versed in how to treat this. So, for example, if somebody has had um, uh, the effect of jadu, or, but then... If that's happened, then you need the treatment to get them better. Absolutely. And so, for example, if somebody... Right people, Doc, you can't go to charlatans that are out there who, who are milking yes. people and, and saying, hey, I've yes. got tawis for you and, you know, do this and I've got this zikr for you and I've got this dua for you and, and, and really they're milking it. And it might not even be that. It might just be a simple mental health. The kid wants to talk to someone, his parents he can't talk to because, you know what, they're not on the same wavelength. So he can't yes. speak to them, he can't speak to his friends, he can't... And you know what, it's just it's just unfortunate, so unfortunate that we have to resort to that. Yes, there are cases where someone could be possessed, where it exists, no doubt. You know, this is real because these are matters of the unseen world, the ghaib, which we have iman in, which exist. And, and mental health is unseen. It's not written on my face, I'm depressed, I might be smiling through it, but behind the smile... I've got problems. So it's mental health is an unseen, it's a hidden illness which you really can't see as much. You might see a few signs that there's something wrong here, but generally he might just be normal. How do you know he's suffering from you know a bout of depression or he's stressed or you know he's there's and this is why it's necessary and important that we don't we have to parents have to understand and people and Generally, our community needs to understand that there is mental health. It's not necessary that it's a, it's a jinn possession or magic or any of this. If it is, then I'm going to simply say this much, that you've got du'as that you should read during the day, which, which the power of those du'as are that they will protect you from the, the, the evils of the unseen. Like... Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum. Mu'awazatayn, kul a'ud bi rabbil falak, kul a'ud bi rabbil nas, suratul ikhlas. Read this and you will see that they will, there will be a divine protection around you. Angels will surround you, even in your mental health. Start reading surat, I've got stories that people have sent me, Doc. And, and they've said that, you know, I went through this problem, but I found that when I started praying again, 
started doing dhikr again, started reading the du'as again, you know, I started to feel better. It, that level, it started to balance again because you're, you're a Muslim. Your whole life has revolved around the book and the wisdom, the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad For this reason, it's, it's balanced it out again and, and you feel good again. So we need to yes. understand that we don't need to turn to the Peer Sahab or the Hazrat Sahab and say, hey, look, you know, my son's got, it might not be that. And Hazrat Sahab needs to know. Peer Sahab needs to know what mental health is. Forget everything else. Brother, doc, you know, the Peer doesn't even know what mental health is. He's just thinking, hey, jackpot. Watch out and beware of these dodgy Peers out there, man. These people are charlatans, the con artists. They're just going straight for your pockets and we need to tell people, you've got a mental health issue, a case here of depression and stress. Don't go to the peer, go to a counsellor, go to the imam, go to the doctor, speak to someone you trust and you have, you know, a, a trust with and you can, that can resolve and deal with your problem. Yeah, Imam Sabi, you said it absolutely brilliantly. The, all the du'as that you said is better than any charlatans, like you said, out there who can give you. Any advice that you've said it all, you can do all this, all of this yourself. You can do all of that, uh, the, the duas and the dhikr, everything. And then, like I said, you know, once you've got that inness, you've got to get it better. So if you've if you've got a burn, you've got to get a plaster. You've got to try and get treatment for it. If you leave that uh, burn wound open, it's gonna get infected. You're gonna stop. Uh, if it happened on the hand, you're not gonna be able to use your hands and fingers properly. So same way, if you've got some illness now, you've got to get that right help. Go to that counsellor, go to the doctor. You'll get the help. You'll get the right help. You'll get better. So, so it, it, is, it is very important. And like I said, you know, I've come across cases where, you know, people have had um, issues, whether it's relationship issues, and, and they've been to somebody, or, or very sadly, not just mental illness, but they might have had um, some serious illness like uh, cancer. And they've gone to these kind of people and they've they've said to them, look, I'll give you, I'll give you this special attar, or I'll give you this special uh, something, I think it was uh, some some sort of fat or blubber from uh, a whale, and it's got some shifa in it, but it's five thousand pounds. Yeah, and you keep coming to me every few weeks. So people in desperation have gone there. And it's and, and honestly, we see the sad side of it, and we tell them that look, you know, um, I'm not gonna stop you. I'm not here to police you, but please do know that these kind of treatments that are being offered are reliable. They work. What we give you, but how do you know what that person's giving you is gonna work or not? And they're gonna get five thousand pound jackpot. So people need to be responsible what they're doing with their money. How and are responsible with the state of another person's mind. Take yes. some responsibility. Don't just be irresponsible and, and throw your son towards some, you know, the, the, the blubber of a whale and think that that's going to miraculously cure everything. You know, you want, if you want water that's going to cure you, go drink Zamzam. Go drink Zamzam water, which we believe there is Shifa inside it. For this is from Makkah Mukarramah. It's blessed, it's holy. Drink this water. With the intention that you know, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'a wa lisanan dhakira wa amalan mutaqabba wa shifa'an min kulli da'a. Abdullah ibn Abbas, when he used to drink this water, he used to always make this dua. Allah grant me cure from every illness through this, the blessings of this water and that. And we believe the water is blessed. Drink this water. You know, 
people are like you know they're gonna it's it's just it's just so common sadly so common in our communities doc that people resort mm. to this and they don't understand that there's a, a clear distinction between jinn possession and the symptoms of jinn possession and the symptoms of physical illness and the symptoms of mental illness there's there's distinctions between the two and and you know yes there are elements where somebody could be possessed by a jinn you know there could be somebody who has magic done on them and it does affect the mental state of that person i'm not saying it doesn't exist it does but other cases you've dealt with doc from your experience 20 years you've been in the field tell me how many cases have you come across and you thought you know what actually i think this is out of my remit he needs to go to a qualified you know maulana a qualified sheikh who will do ruqya which is established in the quran and sunnah who will read and then maybe be able to cure this how many how many cases have you come across doc you know i mean i'm putting you on the spot here but so, yeah i'll be honest with you uh it might be some of the cases that went through uh, an amil or an imam to have the help um they might have bypassed me so to be honest with you i haven't come across any case who've come to me and actually i thought you know what this isn't uh, depression or stress or anxiety i haven't come across any myself uh, not in my practice so far um you know maybe some of my colleagues might have done so that brings me back to the point what you said earlier small number of cases might happen but we amplify it and we think all of them are like that mm. and that is definitely not the case the vast majority of people that come to me is genuine day to day kind of illnesses of stress depression anxiety psychosis now psychosis is slightly different schizophrenia Uh, now i wouldn't put that in the category of uh, uh, uh jinn or possession something like that but we do get people who can hear voices who can see things uh or, or they get change in thoughts that somebody's doing something to them that's the severe spectrum of the illness and when they get the right help they usually get seen and treated by a psychiatrist this is what, this kind of happens when the situation of depression gets so severe that they start sort of um hearing things hearing voices they get treated with medication and guess what they get better they can function many of them can go back to work and 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 get you know get on with their lives so what i'm trying to say is all spectrum of mental illness we can treat with good counseling good treatment good medication and they get better so i'll be honest with you i haven't seen anybody in my practice so far who i've had to say look you know what this isn't something i can help with but like you said you know it's it, it, the spiritual aspect of a person is very important you know like everybody needs uh, you know good level of um, health they need a roof over their head number one if somebody doesn't have a roof over their head no matter the, uh, no, no matter how much counseling i gave him or how much medication i gave him he's not going to feel better until that pr- person has a shelter a roof over his head he's got clothing then that person can move forward so that's the basic necessity for a person they need those things and then after that you know uh food clothing uh, and and all these things so basically what what i'm trying to say is then when they when they have these issues or a whole spectrum of mental illness you need to address those things you need to address the social things you know financial situation if they're in dire difficulty they need that help and support so people who are in debt there's lots of charity and help available um i think there's a national Uh, debt support as well so somebody who 
is in a debt. They might not know how to manage the finance and how to pay that debt off. What they'll go, they'll go to another lender. They'll give them more interest. And the, the debt just snowballs. It becomes deeper and deeper the hole. That's right. So there's charities that have been set up by the, by the government and the NHS called Step Change. Uh, various other charities that help them, support them, get them out of that hole. So these kind of situations, when somebody comes to see us or a counsellor, we'll give them a holistic advice. You know, these are also things that you need to address. And again, this is all nasiha, giving them advice, listening to them, pointing them in the right direction. Absolutely. And, uh, and and this is very, very important in this situation. So so all, all spectrum. So coming back to the point, um, so, so very few um, cases where, you know, we've not been able to fully manage. And when it becomes very, very severe, a psychiatrist will then treat them. Like I was on another show a couple of years ago and uh, one of the speakers, he asked me, look, when people see a psychiatrist, they, they do this electric shock on their brains. Uh, and, and how often does that happen? Well, I said to him, look, that's very, very rare. Hardly ever happens. Back in the day, they used to do it. But not anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, back in the days, people used to sort of, uh, I don't know if people are aware, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, people used to get, um, you know, hospitalized in a straight jacket and, and, and they, were, they were confined. It's all changed now. People who have mental illness, mental problems, they're kept in the house, in their own homes, in their own comfort as much as possible. People will come to their house to help them if they're in the severe situation. Very, very rare, very, very few people get admitted to hospital. That's when they're a danger to themselves or danger to somebody else. So that's very rare that people end up getting sectioned or, or admitted to hospital. And what happens? We need to give help people to help to people before they get to the stage where it's so severe that they have to get sectioned. So this is where Imam Sab, really grateful for you to, uh, to get this awareness out so people can get the help before the last straw gets to them yeah, and it, it breaks, breaks the camel's back yeah, before it breaks them you know if you if you're suffering from mental health and you know that you've got the symptoms and you're you're anxious you've got anxiety or depression talk about it and sometimes it, it comes down to doc that you know it starts from somewhere something's triggered be that yes. in the childhood you know you've you've had a problem a case an issue and an experience be that Work related, as we've mentioned, we've touched on some of the many reasons, social media, work, finances, you know, relationships, wife, children, something or another would cause and trigger that. But what should be central in your life throughout all this time is your connection with Allah. If your connection with Allah is strong, you know, I'm not saying somebody who's got a strong connection with Allah would never suffer from mental illnesses. You know, we're saying that it's possible to hit and, and, and be affected by that. But many of the cases we see of the men of Allah, they were they sound. Sound as in why? Because they, they're truly connected. They're learned, they studied, they've educated themselves about the deen. They know the halal from the haram. They've got good company. Company plays a huge role in this talk. You know, if you've got yes. people who are pessimistic all the time and negative around you, that, that impact, you know, it's just, just touch on cognitive behavior disorders and just behavior of people how how you see people behave you know i can give you an example from the sunnah of the prophet وسلم, the seerah where that man came into the masjid and urinated and and the behavior of the companions and then the 
the, the excellent character and behavior of the Prophet ﷺ in dealing with that. They said, how dare you urinate inside the Prophet's masjid And the Prophet ﷺ said, don't worry, just, just clean it, put water over it and it'll become clean. You know, it's the first time he doesn't know. Where, where's that gentle and compassion gone in our characters in dealing with people? Why are we not supporting one another? We're quick to fix everyone else's problem, but you've got a sister at home who's suffering from depression. Help her. You know, you've got somebody who's suffering at home. Why are you... We need to sit with them and, and we need to remind And For a lot of elders, a lot of the stress comes from whom? The children. You know, today you will know that a lot of our elders say, you know, my kids don't listen to me. Parents are saying, you know, my, my olad doesn't listen to me. So what's... what's why, why is that an issue from a medical point of view? You know, why is it 20, 30 years ago, Doc, we didn't hear as much of it as, as we do now? What's, what's changed yes. over time that's led to this? A few questions there for yeah. you. Yeah, and, and yes, a very good question that. I mean, uh, the thing is, um, 20, 30 years ago, uh, even possibly longer, when we, for example, wanted to talk to somebody uh, back home, we'd have to send a telegram. I don't know if you remember those yeah, days yeah, where you had to send the telegram. There was they used to record it into. Well, you're, yes. you're a bit older than me, Doc. <laughs> the telegram was where uh, you know it's like a fax. So there was no mobile phones. You couldn't phone. So that telegram used to go to the village center post office back in the village. Somebody then has to go there, get that message, bring it home. Or you used to have to send an airmail back in the 60s and 70s. That letter wouldn't go after another week or two, maybe longer. But guess what? You send a WhatsApp now, you can see the two blue ticks instantly. So people are communicating with each other a lot, lot faster. And and same thing happens now that people, kids, all ages, they've got a mobile phone. They're on Instagram. They've got Facebook. Um, they're on WhatsApp. They're communicating. So life is getting more complicated. There's that expectation that I've got to look good. You know, peer pressure. So before, people were not communicating with each other like this. You know, people were not getting cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, people used to, kids used to get bullied in the playground. You know, people have picked on us when we were kids, you know, had a bit of a fight or whatever. But now it's happening online. Your keyboard warriors and people behind screens bullying people. That's right. And, you know, it's very easy to sort of say on the keyboard, you know, or oh, you're this, you're that, put somebody down. But you don't know the feeling of that because, you know, like you said, the keyboard warriors, they're not actually in front of you saying that. Uh, and, and, you know, the people might be trolls out there, but it's having an effect on these young people. Younger people are not really ready and equipped to be told you look ugly online or you look like this. I mean, it devastates them. You know, if somebody does that to somebody, um, then it's devastating. So basically, it's very important for parents as well and younger people to have boundaries ourselves. That, you know, if you're on a social media group or somewhere where there's a lot of negative stuff going on there, guess what? You just have to leave that group. You don't have to be part of that. So trying to go into positive groups. Yeah. Social media that gives you positive feeds. You can change your news news feeds as well. If there's a lot of negativity coming around, you can change your feeds and have time. Have time where you're in social media. Don't be on it all the time. Have time off social media at night time, one or two hours before, switch off. Change your iPhone setting. So that it's actually night mode on an evening. So it doesn't release that blue light. Because that blue light affects the chemical in the brain. There's another chemical I'm going to introduce called melatonin. Now this is a chemical everybody produces to help them sleep at night. 
Now, what happens with these screens, these gadgets? It knocks off the melatonin in our brain because it thinks, you know what? There's sunshine all day. Sunshine. So, you know what? I'm not going to sleep. So, your brain thinks, you know what? It's bright. The screen's giving me these signals. You can't sleep. And then guess what? On top of that, you're waiting for that like. Oh, nobody's liked my message. So you're not sleeping. Mm. So important thing, switch that off. Switch that gadget off. I know it's difficult. It's going to be hard. You know, it is almost like an addiction. But, you know, believe you me, eventually you'll get that good quality of sleep and you'll feel better. And then, yeah, I'm not saying stop it, but go up, go on to it at a time. Have, have sort of boundaries when you use that social media at a sensible time and, and, and you know, when it's time to switch off, switch off and it'll do you good as well. And, and I guess I guess it comes back down to moderation, doing everything in moderation. Yes. Islam and our deen is, is a deen yes. of moderation, a deen of, of, of being moderate and in everything we do, we, we're not extremists. We're not extreme in anything, yes. neither in worship, neither in dealings. We should be moderate in our conduct with people and our approach. And if we maintain moderation, patience, gratitude, our connection with Allah, remembrance, the du'as, all of this that I've mentioned and everything yes. that you've mentioned in terms of reaching out and seek, seeking help, understanding and awareness about this, about this, you know, depression, anxiety, accepting. Sometimes you have to acknowledge and accept to fix if you don't accept that you've got a problem how are you going to fix it you know you're going to re- yes. you're going to become a rebel you will only yeah. do you know rebel against everything and you no that's not true no 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 you keep going on the no why sometimes you say okay you know what maybe you're right maybe there is a situation here let's let's deal with it let's fix it and we become compassionate we become sensitive and we become you know um on a level that we can empathize with a person and relate to them you know on on a on a deeper level not just oh yeah 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 no worries and 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 pass it off and say he's he's all right he's just forget him he's a bit loose he's a bit doolally no don't don't why are you saying he's a bit loose and doodal why don't you help him and listen to him you know you don't have to uh, uh, deliver a speech or anything like that just sit there and say right okay talk you just talk to me man don't worry about it whatever issue problem you have we're here we're here to listen we might not even have the answers for you, but maybe you just want me to listen to your problem. That's it. And by listening and, to and the like, problem, like, you know, like you said, we've got Allah gave us two ears and one mouth. There's a reason why He gave us yeah. two and one, and you know, there's a reason why we we listen from, you know, like this and around, and the mouth it only comes out from here. Whatever yes. comes out from the mouth comes forward, but you know, your listening should be. You know, we, I, I play football on, on, on Saturdays and, and, and the manager, he always says, listen, you've got two ears for a reason. If I give you an instruction from the sideline, you don't have to look at me. You do, you're listening from both sides. You're left and right, left and right. And, and you respond with your tongue. That's it. You just crack on. So, you know, when we're listening, we should listen to people from all angles. Listening shouldn't be a problem. But today, unfortunately, we're poor listeners. We don't listen yes. as much as we should. And this yes, is absolutely. And, 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 and like you said, Imam, people, when they come to you and when they've spoken and they felt like they've been listened to, they will be grateful to you. They'll say, look, Imam, I feel so much better. I've got that off my chest. I feel happier now. And, and, and you know, even in your line of work and our line of work and counsellors and other healthcare professionals, we see that. And it's a very simple tool. Yeah, people, if we, people are equipped to do that and listen to each other 
uh, it makes a massive difference. Uh, believe you me, massive difference to people's quality bring, of life. Bringing relief, doctor. I guess you know this. Uh, what can be more rewarding than bringing relief into someone's life? Yes. You know, where, where there's people out there who give emphasis of putting food on the table of a person. Yeah, no doubt. Putting food. Allah is telling us that you put food on the table of a person who's 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 got nothing there. You know, your 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 state is going to be good. You're going to be in a good mental state because you help someone. It's humbled you. It's made you realize. You've given a portion of what is demanding and asked from Allah to the people that deserve it. Fantastic. You're praying, etc. You know, so you, you've got this where people are, you know, helping and, and bringing relief. You know, we're doing charitable work and charitable work is very therapeutic. You know, dhikr is very therapeutic. And, and there's a lot of, it's very good for your state. It uplifts the state of a person doing, you know, a'mal salih, righteous actions and actions which will benefit. But then we see at the same time that the people, uh, you know, the people need to, in order to keep that good state, is maintain, you know, continuing, continuity and and maintenance. You know, the most beloved actions to Allah Almighty are those that are small but consistent, continuous. Yes. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah, all night we're gonna listen to someone, and then for six months we don't care about anyone. Maybe just give that a little bit of time. You know, sometimes. The greatest charity is the one that you do at home to that person that needs. Maybe your mum's got depression and you need to sit with her and listen to her problems. You know, I, I know of, of close family people and people who we presume that maybe it could be, you know, an external effect on the body, etc., which is causing. But now, after years, we've realized that it's, it's a severe bout of depression that has caused that person just to sit there silently just sat quietly you're not they're not responding nothing and just gone into this deep thought you know they they lost inside a well they're so deeply sucked into that problem they just need someone to shine a bit of light and that light will show them the way that's all you need to do give just a bit and this is the job of of, of a muslim a muslim al-mira'atul al-mu'minu mira'atul mu'min a believer is a mirror to a believer you know, if you see your believer is struggling, help. And this is why, you know, we're quick to say Syria and Yemen and Palestine. Yes, they need help. But then so do our Muslim brothers who are suffering from mental health. Help them. They are on our doorsteps. Why are we allowing them to get into that state? Yep, uh, absolutely. Um, and, and um, you know, this uh, contentment, the word that you used earlier is very important. And um, sometimes we have so much emphasis on materialism and material wealth. Like you said, aesthetics. You know, have I got that, uh, that clothing, that car? How do I look? That, you know, so-and-so's got that look, yeah, that peer pressure. And, and growing up to say, actually, do you know what? What's more important? It's not just that. It's, it's the things that you do that's important. Like, you know... Um, the way you did that was fantastic. You know, that action was fantastic. That's great. You know, nurture people with that. You know, that good action, that amal that you did is, is actually, you know, it should be that dopamine boost. You know, targheeb, raghba. Yes. You know, encourage them. Sometimes the kid needs a push, encouragement. Stop putting him down all the time. Yes. So when you're putting yes. him down, you know, his character, his, his, his behavior, he doesn't need to be told off every time. He maybe needs just encouragement. And, and, and that will then lead him to excel in his performance, excel in his ability. 
But then there's others that need the opposite. They need to be told. Not everyone, we have to understand as well, the human being, not every human being is the same. Yes. You know, yes. though Allah Almighty has said, you know, in the insana khulika halua, man was created impatient. Generally, yes, that is the state, but not everyone is the same. Sometimes you find people who are very patient. They have high levels of patience within them. And for that reason, it's important that yes. we we understand the human being, we understand each other, and we listen and we correlate, and then we try to help where we can, if we can. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely, and and sort of in that situation uh, where where sort of um, if you if you are. Uh, as you know, when you see people and patients, everybody has a, a unique character. So sometimes people might need a different approach in terms of uh, getting them back on track and getting them right help. And, you know, being an Imam Ustad, you have different pupils. You know each one's potential, where they're better. Some may be better in one area, others may be lacking in another area. And you know how to tap into their potential. And that's the same for all age groups. Uh, and everybody so so you know it's not one size fits all so the, in, in terms of help and support for mental well-being mental illnesses it's not just one standard treatment for everybody it's tailored to each person and and it can be different and unique for everybody as well absolutely absolutely doc um it's, it's, it's nearly coming up to two hours you know believe it or not we've had a <laughs> I never realized time was flying so much. I, I, I say to anyone who comes on as a guest, I don't worry, time will fly. When talking to me, you, you're always going to forget time and just, just get sucked up and deep into conversation. Um, uh, I, I, obviously, you mentioned, I mean, you're a football fan and it'll be nice to just touch on Liverpool's prospects. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> who do you think is going to win the title, Doc, before you go? Without a doubt, it's got to be Liverpool, and and I think you're, you're gonna back me up, Imam Sab, eh? No way, Jose. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I'm Tottenham. Look, there's no Fergie there. Uh, are you a Spurs fan? I, I, no, no, I'm not. I'm not Spurs. I'm not United. I'm not Liverpool. <laughs> there's only one place where the shades right. are sat. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm a yes. sitter. I'm a sitter. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Pep Guardiola. I, I believe he's a, oh, he's yeah. an awesome coach, and yes. uh, I, I think his his philosophy. Yeah, Jurgen's very good as well. But I think yeah. the, the, the the sort of we're sort of seeing now a lot of, you know, maybe weaknesses within Liverpool and and sustaining. You look, it's not easy to be at the top all the time. Yeah. You know, mental. Health, there'll be That's a lot right. of mental yeah. health involved in this as well at Liverpool, yeah. and how yeah. to maintain and achieve those levels again. And yes. sustain that. Yeah, and, and and players as well. Obviously, they've got their they're, they're at the height of their career, and they don't want to be told by the manager do this, do that. And you can see some cracks appearing, you know, with some of the players, you know, the stuff that they put out on social media, and then the knock-on effect. Yeah, and we don't. So, realize, you know, you know talking about this the topic, aspect of the game, like what you know, what, what yeah. makes Ronaldo. Yeah. Cristiano, that is, you know, such such an elite footballer. I mean, I'm a huge Lionel Messi fan, but what makes yeah. Ronaldo so elite, or you know, Messi so elite, or Roger Federer so elite, or Rafael Nadal so elite? Mm-hmm. You know, what makes LeBron James in in basketball, Tom Brady in NFL, 
these are huge sportsmen, right? You know, the, what makes them elite, yeah. Doc, is is it's not the physicality. You know, physically is man v man, but when it comes down, it's 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 digging in deep here. Are they it mentally is, strong yeah, enough yeah. to handle and deal? And I think that's that's massive. That that is the edge that makes you from yeah. you know world class and then the elite class. You know, you are this man can go back down again and again and again. You can knock him down, he'll come back up. You can knock him down, he'll come back up. And that elite mentality, you know, mentality, the word mentality, mental, you know, mental yes. is involved. Yeah, it's yeah. what mentality are you? Are you a positive, negative? I like what we mentioned. So I think mentality is a huge part. And and, mm-hmm. and to sort of come back to the football discussion that we've just sort of triggered a little bit just to see where you stand. You know, I, I don't think Liverpool will win. Honestly, Doc. I, I think <laughs> this is not their year. They've just got kicked out of the FA Cup. They're struggling to get goals. You know, they just about scored two today. They should have won. They could have won. But United look, you know, look at United's mentality. Only, you know, three months ago, they were writing them off. And now look where they are. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, you know, momentum yeah. plays a huge part in mentality. Absolutely, it does. And, and they've got these great coaches, haven't they, in the background, who's guiding them, helping them. And that's exactly what we need. We need life coaches. We need coaches. And you know what it is? This is, yes. you know, I don't know how much you are so attached to tasawwuf, spirituality, the spiritual side of Islam. You know, it's, it's finding those men of Allah that you can be guided by and, and, and really be coached to, to, to be dealt with. And the position of teachers, imams, scholars, doctors is immense. Immense in the output of the ummah. What are we producing? You know, when you had the likes of Imam Ghazali, then you yeah. had... The likes of Qadi, uh, you know, Abu Bakr ibn Arabi. You know, the output. You know, when you have the Prophet وسلم, you have, you have Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali and all the great companions. It's the output. So, so it's having that great coach and leadership and, and, and lead example by which we can... Because we're humans, Doc, we look up to people, we look up to what's around us, especially mm. today's day and age. We need to find the proper coach, the proper person who we can look to and, and get that guidance. And like you says, United have got, I don't know about Ole as a, as a football coach, but possibly mentally he's, he's you know, the guy who, who scored so many goals as a substitute must have an elite mentality as well. <laughs> he, did, yes. he did start every game. <laughs> Doug was still scoring goals. You know what I mean? So <laughs> he, he must be passing someone on. Um, yes. But, but yeah. then, you, you know, we see that it's, it's important in every facet and aspect of life, Doc. You know, the mentality and the mental state plays a crucial role. And Islam is no different. It's part of that. Mm-hmm. It's involved in that. Uh, absolutely. It starts from a young age. And, uh, you know, it's like planting a seed in the ground. They'll blossom, they'll grow. Uh, so that's how you release the potential from a child. You know, good upbringing. Uh, emotional intelligence and that carries on throughout lifehood, you know, our life into adulthood as well. Uh, and this is, you know, many of these coaches, you know, when they work with their players, they don't just tell them how to serve that ace in tennis ma- in a tennis match. They'll tell them other things as well. Uh, you know, overall holistic approach in terms of making sure you get your rest, you get good sleep, you know, stay off these vices and all these things. You know, we've heard about these footballers who ended up having COVID. 
and they got reprimanded because they went out on a party. So, you know, they got reprimanded by their coaches, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's a holistic approach on them, you know, full full thing. And it's it's having that balance, that mizan, it's important. And, and like you said, you know, um, having a balance with in terms of even what you eat. You don't want to eat till your belly's full. You've got to have a Absolutely. third food, a third air, third water. You Absolutely. know, if, if you have about one, if you have one burger, you'll enjoy it. If you have five burgers, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to feel like, Ugh, you know, I'm full now. I'm going to vomit. I'm going to puke. Yeah, but doctor, so everything in balance, doctor, in moderation. The, the human anatomy. Yeah. You know, Allah's created the human a certain way. There's limitations that me and you have as human beings. Understand your limits. And, and in order yes. to, you know, reach the higher echelons of that, of your human body, of the mental state, you must train and discipline. Discipline is key. Yes. This is why soldiers are, yeah. are, you know, people who wake up on time, sleep on time. They they disciplined, you know, and and mujahideen and and you know even like just just the great the great awliya, the great men of Allah, the friends of Allah. How the discipline they had, you know, Imam Ghazali has books written on this. His ihya is filled with yeah. disciplining yeah. the soul, disciplining the desire. And, and like you mentioned about Imam Ghazali, fantastic. So many of the points that we've covered here, Imam Ghazali has, has mentioned them in his works and in his books, um, you know, about, about this uh, mind and how important it is and the spirituality and the tasawwuf. So much is out, out there, a wealth of knowledge there, wealth of knowledge, definitely. And people need to turn to the works of Imam Ghazali and, and find answers and guidance and, and a coach in that. You know, Imam Ghazali coaches people today, even though he, he passed away hundreds of years ago, why? Because yes. his books, his books is, is given manuals on how to mentally be in a good state. And people need yes. to study the works of Imam Ghazali. They need to study the works of the great, great uh, scholars of Islam and see what they did and how they did, Doc. And, you know, it's, um, it's important that we create this awareness. And, you know, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, any, any last words, Doc? Otherwise, me and you could crack on talking all night, I think. Uh, we, we can go until midnight, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's a big topic. Uh, and honestly, it's been a pleasure to be here. But I was just going to say, you know, um, that um, anybody with anybody who's suffering from mental illness, whether it's stress, depression, anxiety, you will get better from it. You can get better from it. It's just getting that right help. And don't hesitate to ask for help. You can get better. From that and that's that's one of the things i was going to say and uh and, it, and it's been a pleasure coming on today and and i just want to read this quote out maybe you think someone doesn't have a lot on their plate compared to you but maybe their plate is smaller than yours and doesn't have a lot of room to begin with or maybe their plate is paper and their flimsy paper plate can't hold as much as your sturdy ceramic plate can so understand yes. people, you know, we've yes. all got issues in our lives. We've all got some sense of anxiety, depression. You know, you, you're you not going to open about your struggles. I've, I've had some serious struggles in life, especially in the last three, four years, Doc. You know, some of the the impacts of, you know, the work that I've been in, you know. I've, I've had, you know, my father passing away. Death has had a really, really massive impact on my life personally. For example, you know, I... I was ostracized on social media for things that were said against me. I was slandered. I've been, you know, a lot has been said about me in that regards and people's opinion of me and what they say of me. And 
honest that doc it was it's been a tough time and even now at times <coughs> i do feel that you know there is elements of anxiety one huge problem is like this this bloody block on marriage for example I, it's a huge and and it seems as though well you know maybe some i, I can't seem to find you know a, a spouse according and i think to myself well well why is that and maybe there's a problem with me maybe what's happened in the past etc etc and all of that what that does is that you know I, people can look at me and say hey look imam asim's fantastic he's got his podcast he's got his own madrasa his own masjid he's running da, da, da. but you don't know what's behind the scenes like doc i don't know there may be situations in your personal life that we don't know nothing about all we know is your doctor is my lunatic so don't judge and look at people and think hey you know we're all suffering in one way shape yes. or form it's human humans were sent on this world this world is full of suffering there is suffering around us and and yes. we just it's just how you deal with that suffering how you can turn yeah. that in a positive way and that's the most important yes. thing i guess Uh, absolutely and uh, like you said very important point at the moment you know talking about doctors healthcare professionals working in this pandemic when i speak to them they just say you know what bro it's such so difficult Stressful. you know seeing people pass away whole uh, families of people passing away you know talking to a brother in birmingham who's a consultant you know he was saying so difficult the kind of stuff he's seeing through and he's he's going through you know anxiety stress if you like but again he's 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 getting the help so it affects affects anybody any background you know it doesn't matter if you're a doctor or working in any other job or role you know it's 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 across there across all sectors of society and all backgrounds um and uh, and you know um it's very important to highlight this that you can get better you can get the right help uh, and don't suffer in silence absolutely do not suffer in silence people turn to us come to us where we can help and assist you we will always be there dr ismail luna you've been an absolute uh star and uh, it's been absolute pleasure to have you on my podcast here let's talk with aima you know you you've uh, tapped into so many different aspects and insights and opened up and and made a lot of people realize that they can and they, there is help out there for them um how understanding you are of this situation and this uh this problem that we find uh that exists this illness that exists um maybe not necessarily a problem as well but this illness certainly that exists and people how they deal with it you've been a pleasure doc uh, inshallah inshallah we will get you on again uh, maybe to inshallah. talk more specifically from the drugs and substance abuse which leads to yes. mental health or relationship abuse or relationships and that leads and we can break off slowly from this uh, but it's been an yes. absolute pleasure guys it's um, Let's talk with Aima available on Spotify, on Google, uh available on all different platforms uh to go and listen to, subscribe to this YouTube channel, share this podcast. You know we had Dr. Ismail Luna who was on uh, may Allah bless him uh, and and reward him abundantly and accept the good work that he's done uh and may Allah shower his mercy upon uh, him and 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 his compatriots as well dr wahid my cousin my relative who who actually bought dr ismail on board here today may allah reward him as well uh, and many of the people who are working out there who are working in the field stay strong those of you who are suffering please don't suffer in silence come speak to us the help is there we're always available inshallah 
Jazakumullah khair. Inshallah, the next podcast will be on Wednesday night uh, and we'll have our regular cast back on uh, DD and uh, Imam Adil. Jazakumullah khair for tuning into episode 3 of season 2. Let's talk with Aima Mental Health. Uh, subscribe and we'll see you soon.